Welcome to A Bigger Life, where you can break through the distractions, stop, listen, and speak to God in prayer. I'm Dave Cover. I want to help you use the Bible as your conversation with God so you can live a bigger life. One of my biggest motivations for this podcast is to help people learn to worship God. Now, if you're kind of new to that, don't tune me out because that doesn't sound like an attractive thing if you're not used to the idea of what worshiping God is and what it brings into your life. For me, worshiping God is like drinking from a fountain of water when I'm dying of thirst. And it is going to be that way for you if you're not used to it. If you are used to it, then you you know what I'm talking about when I say this. It's easy to let our lives get hijacked away, to, to get hijacked out of the incredible, bigger and better story that our life is in. It's easy for you to get hijacked out of this story when you get away from worshiping the true God, the I am, the one who is the source of all existence, the one who is the giver of all life, the one who is always 100% infinitely present in every situation because he is the I am, always in the present tense, existence itself, life itself, presence itself in his name, the I am. And what helps me is to realize that this bigger, better story is not just about me. That would be the wrong way of seeing the story. What makes this story so compelling, at least to me, so motivating to want to be in, so determined not to let myself miss out on it, not to let myself get hijacked out of it, is that it's a story that's big. It's a bigger story for all creation. And specifically the way the Bible talks about that is the words heavens and earth. And we see that in Psalm 96. Psalm 96 really is an amazing psalm because it's a psalm that is focusing on this bigger story. And it's focusing on helping us worship God so that this story is how we see God and how we see God helps us see ourselves in this story, helps us to exalt and to worship God and to rejoice in this story. Give me a moment to tell you what I'm talking about here, just by reading the first three verses of Psalm 96. It says, Oh, sing to the Lord. And now I I, I don't know how often I need to say this, but that capital L-O-R-D is the way the English Bible translates the Hebrew name for God, which was Yahweh. The name. is That was the only name of God in the entire Bible. His name was the I Am. He is. Yahweh was the Hebrew verb, the ancient Hebrew verb for He is. So, oh, sing to He is a new song. Sing to He is all the earth. Sing to He is Bless his name. That's his name, right? Yahweh. Bless his name. Praise is another synonym for the Hebrew word for bless. Say true things in praise to his name is the idea of bless. Tell of his salvation from day to day. Declare his glory among the nations, his marvelous works among all the peoples. For great is he is and greatly to be praised. He is to be feared above all gods, 
For all the gods of the peoples are worthless idols, but he is made the heavens. That's the first actually four verses. And it's kind of the thematic point of this whole psalm is that, look, we're, we're always competing. Our hearts are being, in some sense, seduced by other false gods. There are all these false gods that are competing for our heart's devotion, our heart's love, our heart's sense of what is worth pursuing, what is worth wanting, sacrificing for, loving. As I've said before, that is the, the essence of the English word worship. It means worthship. You worthship. You worship what you think is most worth your devotion, your attention, your pursuing. And it's these false gods that, that hijack us out of this story, but it ends. But, but the Lord made the heavens. Look, he made the universe. He made this entire universe. Don't let yourself get hijacked out of this story by the false promises of these worthless idols. Now, the words that we're going to see most often in this psalm are the words worship and Yahweh, the Lord, and heaven, earth, the peoples, and glory. And salvation is the story of this whole thing, how all these things relate to God's salvation, which is a synonym for this this bigger and better story that God is doing. All these words, of course, are going to have synonyms. That's what poetry does. It doesn't just say the same word over and over. It uses synonyms. But when we worship God, the I am, we are focusing our heart's attention. We're focusing the sense of our heart's love and devotion and affection and praise unto the true God who made the universe, made us, made all of life, made the earth. And so the synonyms here of worship are to sing. Uh, sing is three times in verse, verse 1 and 2. Tell of his salvation. Declare his glory. Bless. These are all synonyms for actively speaking our worship to God. Because when we speak something, it becomes more real to us. It hits our emotional level. It hits our imagination more. We have to think more about what we're saying. And so when we sing praise, when we tell, when we declare, when we praise, when we bless, these are all active ways for us to focus our attention on God being the object of our affection, the greatest one worth our affection, praising him for his name, his what his name means for us, and praising him for his salvation and for declaring his glory and his marvelous works. Now, it says among the peoples. One of the things this psalm is really key is that it's going back to the very first promise of the covenant that God made with Abraham. Back in Genesis chapter 12, verse 2, God says to Abraham, I will make you a great nation and will bless you and make your name great so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you. And I'll skip to the end. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. This is the most cryptic promise in some way. The first time God gives this promise, he expands it later. But he's telling Abraham, through your offspring, all the peoples on the earth, he says specifically here, the families of the earth shall be blessed. Blessed in this 
shalom kind of way, flourishing kind of way, better story, marvelous salvation, marvelous works of Yahweh kind of way. The scope has always been God is blessing Abraham and through the offspring of Abraham, this ultimate offspring of Abraham, he's going to bless all the families of the earth. People from every nation, tribe, language, tongue kind of idea that you read in Revelation. This has always been the scope, and that's what Psalm 96 is talking about. So verse 7, ascribe to the Lord, O families of the peoples. Ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory due his name. Bring an offering and come into his courts. Worship the Lord in the splendor of holiness. Verse 6 says, splendor and majesty are before him. Strength and beauty are in his sanctuary. Of course, his sanctuary is not some little thing when it's talking about ultimately his sanctuary in this heavens and earth kind of way. It's talking about all creation being this sanctuary, this physical sanctuary of God where God reigns and God is enthroned and God is present. We worship God when we declare and think of when we say it and, and focus our affections on the reality of God's splendor, it says, verse 6, and majesty and strength, which is another word, uh, that Hebrew word means power and a sense of security and protection. We're ascribing to God his splendor and majesty and strength, power and beauty and glory and holiness. Notice that it says the splendor of holiness. I've said before, and this is a great verse to show it, holiness is not boringness. Holiness is not some rigidity that shuts down all joy. Holiness in the Bible means splendor, majesty, beauty, glory. And to ascribe these things to God is how we worship. We worship in our hearts by saying these things. We can think them when we have to think them and can't say them out loud. It's great, though, when we can say these things out loud, whether it's by singing in the first two verses or just declaring and ascribing and telling and saying with our mouth God's glory and his beauty and his splendor and majesty and holiness the glory due his name as the I am. When we ascribe, we are worshiping God. We're saying that he is worthy, that he is worth it. He's worth it to follow. He's worth it to trust in. He's worth it to believe in. The I am is worthy and he is worth it more than anything else, more than pursuing anything else. He is to be feared above all gods, for all the gods of the peoples are worthless idols. But Yahweh, the I am, made the, made the heavens, made the entire universe. So we worship God because he is worthy. He is worth it for his salvation, his marvelous works, his splendor, his majesty, his strength, his power the security of his presence in our lives, his beauty, his holiness. And this psalm is looking toward that time when all the families of the peoples, all the peoples of the earth will be praising God and worshiping God because that is the bigger and better story of God's salvation and his marvelous works. This is what God is doing when Jesus brings heaven back to earth. 
This is what's going to happen. He is going to restore this whole entire earth and bring into this new heaven on earth people from all nations and language and tribe and families on earth. So verse 10, say among the nations, Yahweh reigns, the Lord reigns. Yes, the world is established. It shall never be moved. In other words, this earth is forever. God has a forever plan for this earth. It's going to involve all the families of the earth, not everyone, but people from everyone, people from every family, every tribe, every language, every nationality. The world that God has made is a world that he has an eternal plan for. And when Christ comes to bring heaven back to earth, that is when the, the, what this psalm looks toward will be fulfilled. So verse 11, and I'm going to read the last three verses of the psalm, verses 11 through 13. Let the heavens be glad and let the earth rejoice. Let the sea roar and all that fills it. Let the field exult and everything in it. Then shall all the trees of the forest sing for joy before the Lord, for he comes, for he comes to judge the earth. He will judge the world in righteousness and the peoples in his faithfulness. This has always been the scope of this bigger story that Christ, Yahweh himself in the person of Christ, who has come and he has died and broken through the other side of death so that we can be rebooted in a resurrection like his resurrection. And his resurrection has already started this new creation, this new heaven and new earth kind of thing. The earth is already being renewed because Christ is the first fruit of this renewed creation, resurrected earth, resurrected creation, beginning with the resurrection of Jesus. And so this is looking forward to that. Let the heavens be glad and the earth is going to rejoice and the sea itself is going to roar and everything that fills it and all the fields are going to exalt and everything in them. And then shall all the trees of the forest, this is poetry, sing for joy before Yahweh, before the Lord, for he comes. Heaven is coming back to earth. And when that happens, there will be judgment and there will be removal of all evil and there'll be restoration. Now, the key is to have evil removed without removing us. And that's why we need Christ's death and resurrection so that we can be part of this new creation without being removed from it. This is why we worship. This is why we want to make sure we're not hijacked out of this story. This is where we want to make sure we remind ourselves of this incredible, bigger, and better story that our life is in, that the entire earth is in, and that our trust and our faith and our faithfulness to the I am will be so worth it. And to remind ourselves how worth it it is, we worship God and remind ourselves of this story as we worship him, worship the I am. And so with this psalm, we, we worship the I am. We want to bless his name, Yahweh. We bless your name. We speak of your name in all its truth, that you are the I am. You are the one who is the, is the source of all existence. Everything comes from your word spoken into existence. Everything comes from you. Everything created by you. Everything owes its existence to you and to your will and to your goodness and to your power and to your glory and your majesty and your beauty and your splendor and your holiness. I bless 
your name, the I am. I speak of your salvation, this restoration. You have not left us to the destruction, the death and the thorns and the thistles and dust of our rebellion against you, our false worship of idols. You have not left us on that path. You are bringing salvation. You have become part of your creation in the person of Jesus to bring your salvation. And so I declare your glory and your marvelous works that's going to be among all the nations, among all the peoples. You made the universe itself. You are the giver of all life, and you have given me life, and you sustain my life right now. I live because you sustain me. I speak right now because you give me the ability to speak. And with my mouth, I declare your praise. I declare your splendor and your beauty and majesty and power and holiness, and glory. I ascribe to you beauty, your beauty. I ascribe to you your splendor. I ascribe to you your glory. I ascribe and worship you in the splendor of your holiness. You are worthy of all my praise, and you are worth it for me to believe and trust in you and to be faithful to you because you're the giver of my life. You created me because you willed me to exist in your universe and I want to bless you with my life. I don't want my life to be used for the service of worthless idols and false gods. I want my life to count and to be used for the service of the true I am, the true God who created the heavens and the earth, who created this universe and created me. And I want to live for you and be faithful to you. There will be a day when the heavens will be glad because the new creation will be begin when Christ returns. The earth will rejoice. The sea itself will roar and everything that fills it and the fields will exalt and everything in them and the trees themselves will sing for joy because creation is reborn and restored to the splendor and the majesty and the glory and the beauty of the I am when the I am comes in Jesus. And I want to look to you as the one who comes and will come, and I want to be there and stand with you and see you with my own eyes, resurrected to glory, resurrected to holiness, resurrected to splendor and beauty and majesty. This is the story my life is in. I don't want to be hijacked out of it by these false promises that are screaming for my attention and my affection and my devotion. I worship you and bless your name. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to A Bigger Life, a podcast of The Crossing, a church in Columbia, Missouri. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and give it a rating so people can find this content more easily or consider texting it to a friend or posting it on social media. Thanks for listening.